The boogie monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. The Boogie Monster Podcasting the Unknown And we're rolling What's up, dude? <sighs> Paying for it Paying for an evening Oh, really? Oh, take a letter, Maria. I am hungover. <laughs> that doesn't sound like the Kyle I know. Uh, f- <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm sweating through it. Also, I, I do want take a letter, Maria, to be a useful phrase for anything, for being flabbergasted. I, is that something you just made up there, or is that a reference to No, something? it's a song. It's like a song from the 60s, and oh, the, whole, okay. the whole song is this guy that he worked too much, and he found out his wife was cheating on him because he worked too much. So Maria's his secretary. So he's like, take a, take a letter, Maria, and address it oh. to my wife. Like, telling his secretary to write a letter to his wife saying her that she's going to leave. And at the end of the song, he asks his secretary out for dinner. I'm like, that's moving a little fast there, buddy. Yeah. You're having to write a letter <laughs> to your wife that you want to divorce, so you're just going to hit on her? That's, that's, you know, that's problematic. But it's a good tune. R.B. Greaves. <laughs> Take another letter to this girl named Maria. By yeah. By the way. Oh wait, that's you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, if you're when you're done with that letter, you want to have some dinner. That's the song. Hey, when you're done telling my wife I want to dump her <laughs> about me and you, go uh, get a little za. Hmm. Uh, Brooks and Dunn had a great song called "My Maria." My Maria. I can't. I can't hit that. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. that you tried though. Yeah, I tried. Started. I, and I immediately, <laughs> immediately backed out on that one, dude. You ever have jokes like that where you're like, as soon as you're like, I did not think of the punchline for this joke, and here we are in front of people. <laughs> Fuck me. Oops. Well, that's why. Oh, so man. that's why we went out last night, and because uh, old Shane Torres was playing at the Helium Club here in Portland, and oh, okay. uh, yeah. So so I've been curious to go see how they're handling things. At mm-hmm. comedy clubs. And they they did it right. Like, we got our temperatures taken when we walked in. Uh, lo, like, I'm a couple oh. degrees cool. I was like in the 96-something. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, I'm a chill dude. Ha, come on. What? <laughs> Go, get on out of here. But uh, <laughs> but there was, they, I think capacity, they said, was 100 the way they had it laid out with the tables all separated mm-hmm. and everything. But there was not 100 people there. People still aren't going out to the shows. Yeah. but uh, I wonder what capacity is normally there. Is that a standard size club? I think it's... 250, 300? I think they can get... They, I think it's like 270 or something. Mm-hmm. And so they got it set up for 100 people. Okay. So like almost a third. And But yeah. everybody, you know, it was done well. And, and so I just, uh, you know, it, w- it felt good to go see a show. And see Shane and uh, and uh, Caleb signing, and uh, I forget the host name. I feel bad, but he had some. He was funny, and it was good. I mean, there's like 20 people there, but it's 20 people that wanted to come to a show. So it's 20 people that were mm-hmm. on board and glad some entertainment was happening. Yeah, well, that's cool, so, man. So yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, the concept of going out to a show or doing a show like that just seems so in the past now. I haven't. Uh, I haven't been on stage since late February. Yeah, March, Toronto in March. 
And so That's it was crazy. Yeah, and I, it was it was it was. Um, I felt you know, and you know, we've been pretty cautious about going out and doing everything. So it was kind of a big deal. For, like, all right, let's go and see how it's being done. And we went on Sunday because Shane been there a few few days, saying it was handled well. So we both, Rachel and I, both went. Still, see, I, I, I don't want to work. I don't want to fly anywhere still. Mm-hmm. So, man, I've been looking at that van life. I know you're familiar. Oh, yeah. I know you're familiar. Mm-hmm. So Dude. I'm moving the mic if there's any sound here. Should get you a big old Sprinter van. That's what I'm looking at, man. Mm. I was, I was like, I, I, that's still my dream car. That's still my dream car. Like, I, I, I hope I have no intentions or desire to to live in a van again. But I still would love to have a nice Sprinter van converted. You know, that's I look at this. I figure this. I figure I'll go out and I'll just tour. I'll put like you know you have like a luggage rack on the top. That's the stage. You can get a portable PA system. I was looking at this Bose. Uh, portable PA system, uh, and I'll just you know as I was talking about with my reps was like the legal issue of saying you're having an event and then you're uh, uh, liable for people's safety. I'm like I'm not gonna. I'll just say I'm. Uh, I'll just say hey, I'm gonna be in this town practicing my comedy. Yeah, and so if you yeah, minding my own business. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, just gonna yeah, be yeah, out here side. practicing <laughs> what, whatever you want to do with that information. Yeah, if, if a crowd gathers, I, I have nothing to do with it's that. It's up to you. Know? Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't know, and I'm not like I wouldn't ask for my like. Oh, I'll do. I'll do a joke where my Venmo address is in the joke. And again, once again, ah, with that information, do with it what you will. I'm not asking for money. I'm not asking for it to be an event. But I, that's my that's my theory right now that I'm shopping for these Sprinter vans. And then the beauty of oh, that man. is that if you're on the road, as you know, like. Well, I got a show on Monday and I got a show on Friday, but then I got the middle of the week to just go into a national park or something. That's the best part of it, man. That's yeah. Most of my camping uh, in the last 10, 12 years came that way, just in between gigs. You know, what are you going to, you're not going to go sit in a motel doing nothing for three days. Yeah. Go, go, go camping. Get out there. Yeah. And I'll save money on hotels. Mm-hmm. By purchasing a $90,000 Sprinter van. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, uh, I'm yeah, taking my mic stand. Sorry about that. I'm just thinking. They're nice. Those Sprinter vans with the Mercedes engine, get you a Mercedes diesel. Those things will last forever. A little, o- yeah, a little, over 20 miles a gallon for a van isn't bad. Mm-hmm. D- diesel, good, yeah, yeah diesel. Might, mm. might, might, that might be the life. That might be the future that, that for stand-up. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. It is weird. I was thinking about that the other day. Just, I mean, the future of stand-up. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't know when I'm going to do shows again. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, like you said, you went out last night and it worked out. But I just, well, for me, it's like it's not only... It's not only a safety thing for myself and for the audience, but also like the level I'm at. When is it going to be like I, I can't afford to go out and play to limited capacity? You know, I need to get everybody possible there. So like, just uh, this limited capacity. Like, ah, uh, I mean, I get why they're doing it, and it's better than not doing a show at all, I guess. But 
yeah, I just don't know when it's going to be profitable or or smart for me to go out and tour again. Well, but, uh, well that's I was, I was laughing at somebody being like, ah, shows sold out. I'm like, it's you, there's only sixty tickets available. You can't call it sold out when you can only sell sixty tickets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's kind of a newer comic uh, trick there. Like, ah, sold out. Then you look at the venue. Yeah, oh, you sold out a. 40 seat uh, taco bar. I mean, it's still, okay. it feels good. It feels good to say. Yeah, no, it's good for the I optics. I've done that. It's uh, good for the optics, <laughs> I'll say that. Good for the self esteem. Oh, man. I got, I had firsthand experience of the, uh, you know, every like the anti mask uh, trash crowd. I had uh, some firsthand experience with that. We went to Crater Lake the other week. And, okay. Uh, we stayed at this lodge and we're kicking it on the balcony of a lodge. Of this like lodge, and the only people staying in this lodge could use the bar and the restaurant. Okay. And you got a little wristband because that's how they were preventing a bunch of people from coming in and out and all. So there's some people out on this on this deck. You're looking at Crater Lake. If you don't know, it's an like a collapsed volcano. Mm-hmm. That's great. Did we talk about that? We're talking about the pre. You, you told to- me you were you were gonna go up oh, there. Okay. Yeah, and I've I've been to Crater Lake and I loved it. It's beautiful. Great. Yeah, up there. Right. Sw- swam in it. It's cold. Mm. It's got to say, check, check off swimming in a volcano. Okay. But uh, so there's people and they're kind of like, they're like being loud and drunk and uh, far be it from me to, you know, shit on someone for being loud and drunk on vacation. <laughs> it's my bread and butter. So mm-hmm. and they, they kind of go and then the bartender came out. He's like, listen, he's like, I'm just warning you. It's, this is really only for people that are staying at the lodge. I see you don't have wristbands. I'm just saying, if somebody else comes by, they'll probably kick you out. I'm just letting you know that now. Like, the bartender was being cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they kept going out. Like, like, they're like, all right. And they just kept getting louder and more drunk. And then it all, like, it all happened within like, f- like three minutes of I see one woman talking to another table that wasn't part of their group about how COVID's a hoax. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous that we all got to do his stuff. And then they finally got kicked out. And then some other woman standing up. She's like, oh, we were all doing fine to these Nazis. The Nazis are kicking us out. The Na-. I'm like, oh. yes, you, the, you, ha- you got a warning and you're mm-hmm. in a place you weren't supposed to be. But it's mm-hmm. Nazis. You, that, that's absolutely you. You are being treated just like the Jews in Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and like yeah, with your and the COVID's a hoax, and I'm like, oh, just total trash. And it's mm-hmm. part of like you go to national parks, and it's sometimes it's uh, appreciated by nature lovers and hippies, and some people just you know tourists from other lands trying to see the landscape of America, and like uh, just uh, biker jagoffs is also some of that uh, some of that part of it. <laughs> just biker jack guy, yeah. Just the full like. I I don't know if it's possible to own a Harley Davidson unless you get every single piece of merchandise they sell with it. Oh, those goofy vest and it's like orange. It looks like cosplay. You look like a fuck. It's Ugh. like I, I've seen I've seen Star Wars fans at Comic Con with more dignity. Than I the, get the appeal. <laughs> Of motorcycles, yeah, uh, and I get fun. the appeal of a Harley. I get that that's fun. I I don't think I could I could ride a Harley uh, simply because I don't want to attract. I don't want to be that loud in public. And I get why they're loud. I know it's a safety issue. You can hear them coming. Mm-hmm. But God, the way some of these idiots rev that shit up in the city and it's bouncing off buildings and it's just it's so obnoxious. 
Uh, yeah, even that is like I, I, I get the motors, but I've, as I've joked in the past, like nothing says I'm a bad boy who doesn't play by the rules by starting your Harley Davidson at seven a.m. to go to work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to nobody. Hey, you're late for work, dork. <laughs> but I, 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 oh, I don't man. mind motorcycles. I've ridden motorcycles. I, they're a lot of fun. And uh, but just the idea that you have to buy all the merch, mm-hmm. like otherwise, like that's some weird kind of indoctrinated loyalty type shit. Of well, which, how much tell. that shit's made in China anyway? Yeah, true. And you can always tell the the more authentic authentic ones, you know, like mm-hmm. the guy who's got the older bike with the older gear, and you can tell, you know, it's just part of his lifestyle, as opposed to some, you know, recent retiree who went out mm. and got the Harley-Davidson starter pack yeah. with the bike and all the gear with their with their stupid creased blue jean shorts. Like, <laughs> Can you fit more skulls on it? I don't think there's enough skulls on it. Can you get more skulls in there? It's, it's, just, it's so funny goofy. that... Uh, Tom Neely is a he's an artist and he does like the Henry and Glenn Forever uh, comic mm-hmm. books and he does he has a thing called, a comic book called The Humans and it's about a I I don't read comic books so I don't know it but I, I follow his Instagram I like his art and it's like a biker gang but they're chimpanzees they're all primates and their gang is called The Humans in it. <laughs> But he says he's done Comic Con, and like you see people, he said he'll see people come up like, "That's not for Rissa, real biker shit, man." And they're wearing Sons of Anarchy shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yo, oh, people, man. people that like Sons of Anarchy think they're in a gang because they bought the shirt. Yeah, I, 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 I don't want to be hypercritical. I do like m- motorcycles, and everything, but I just don't understand the allegiance of like, I better have all the like. You look like a fool. You look like you got. Suckered. Yeah. You look like a kid who is like, I like Spider Man, so I have Spider Man pajamas and a Spider Man backpack and a Spider Man lunchbox <laughs> and I pretend I'm Spider Man and I know all about Spider Man. Like, that's what you look like on a Harley Davidson yeah. when you have to have all this shit. I have a buddy who does that. And I like, we, we make fun of him relentlessly for it. Uh, anyway, that, yeah, seeing that and that, yeah, there's another like Harley husband and wife team come in. And like they went to go eat at the restaurant, and the guy, another guy at the lodge, is like, "It's only for guests that are staying here because of COVID." And he's walking out like, "All right, fine, man. You know, I'm not a fan of these government-funded state parks. <laughs> Fucking dork. Okay, yeah, yeah. Good. Then Stick go it to the man. Then go to an unprotected area. Go to just do, go putt putt around some oil fields or <laughs> BLM land. I don't. I, what am I ranting about? I'm in a fun mood, man. I'm hung over as shit. I, f- I got a nice lady who I f- apparently I fell asleep in the lift on the way home from the show last night. Got oh, home yeah. and she'd already ordered pizzas. And that's there you go. Yeah, we got we were having a time. We got uh, we got old dirt nap living out in the yard. The cat that's from the the undead feline. <laughs> old, old dirt nap with a chewed off ear oh, and a stroked nap. out eye. <laughs> God, that's a great name for an old gnarly cat. Oh, yeah. Dirt, and she sleeps in the dirt, so it's a very literal name. I don't even think it's a she, but we, because it started as Helen Keller, because we thought she was blind and deaf, but apparently she just ignores everything around her. Giant raccoon Aww. today. Doesn't give a shit. No? Doesn't care. Squirrels two feet away from her. She's like, live your life, man. 
Very, uh, <laughs> very mellow attitude towards the other nature. If there's another cat, she perks up a little bit, but big old raccoon come running down the fence. When did I turn into that guy? A- big old raccoon come running down the fence. <laughs> I love a big dumb cat. Yeah, big. I got one. I got one sleeping on the table right now while I'm speaking. Hell yeah! Uh, Harvey's just uh, Harvey's just moved into the tabletop, the kitchen table. He just lives here now. He's just on the table about 22 hours a day. Well, it's probably there safe space from the dog. Yeah, yeah, that's true. A elevation, yeah. taking the high ground. What's up, boogers? That's what Dave likes to call you. I think it's degrading. Hey, here's the thing about home security companies. Most of them trap you with high prices, tricky contracts, and lousy customer support. It's almost like they're the criminals. So, well, there are a lot of options out there. There's only one no-brainer, Simply Safe. Hey, you got a brain? You don't need it. When it comes to Simply Safe, it's got everything you need to protect your home with none of the drawbacks of traditional home security. No large thugs at your door with spiked bats. No ravenous dogs waiting to tear apart loved ones who they mistake for an intruder. It's got an arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every room, window, and door tailored specifically for your home. Who doesn't love being surveilled around the clock. Professional monitoring keeps watch day and night, ready to send police, fire, or medical professionals if there's an emergency. You can set it up yourself in just under an hour. Time yourself. Let them know. Just peel and stick the sensors exactly where you need them. That's up to you where you deem necessary. No technician required, but you can get kinky with it. There's almost an Adam and Eve at it at this point. And there's no contract, no pushy sales guys or gals, let's be honest. No hidden fees, no fine print. All this starts at $15 a month. And I'm not the only one who thinks Simply Safe is great. U.S. News and World Report named it the best overall home security of 2020. That's right now. What a good report. Uh, try Simply Safe today at simplysafe.com slash boogie. Uh, it's free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. There's nothing to lose. It's simplysafe.com slash boogie. B-O-O-G-I-E. Oh, you betcha. Hey, get it, and then we'll break in to find out if you have it. And if you do have it, you'll know that we broke in, and that's a great... Uh, we won't. That's not part of the ad. Anyway, simplysafe.com slash boogie. Man. But yeah, man. Well, good times, buddy. So everything's going good up in uh, Beaverton. You, you holding down the fort? I'm just banging it out in the burbs here, man. I'm, I'm drinking. Yeah. I got a grocery store I like with fun uh, ciders and sour beers and you can buy single cans so I'm, I'm trying I'm like I'm moving away from not moving away but just adding to the repertoire that's what I was telling you before we started summertime wines buddy I don't know how you feel about yeah. that but a nice chilled white wine or a rosé with a little LaCroix in it to make a spritzer now rosé is is the pink stuff yeah pink wine like is it like it's Zinfandel I, or is that no I think it's like a rosé Oh, uh, okay. I don't know anything about wine. I know clear and purple. That's my old joke. Yeah, get, but, uh, get yourself <laughs> uh, a Pinot Grigio. Uh, uh-huh. Riesling's a sweet wine. I don't know if you want a sweet wine. We've been drinking Pinot Grigio. I know that because that's what Rachel calls it, and uh, I like that okay. one. Just a cold, a cold, refreshing drink, man. It's hot out right now. It's like 100 degrees every day over the weekend here. 
Now, is it uncouth to put ice in wine Man, or certain types of wine? You know what? I I think maybe it would, but it's if it's 100 degrees outside, you do whatever you want. Blow that cold mm-hmm. wine up your ass if it makes you feel better. Okay. I'd say drop a couple cubes in it. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I only uh, I don't mess with wine. Um, occasionally, I'll have a glass of red wine, like uh, like a Pinot Noir. That's about the the only thing. Oh, yeah, you know, if we're out eating Italian or something, sure, I'll do that. Man. But uh, but yeah, right now uh, I'm sipping on my uh, my new favorite uh, mixed drink, uh, tequila and cranberry. Oh boy! Oh yeah, good for the good for the urinary tract also. Yeah, L- loving it, man, loving it. You you're the one that got me on that tequila kick. I, late in life, late it is, in life, found that good tequila. It is different too. It's a different uh, sensation than uh, like a like a bourbon drunk or a whiskey. Oh, drunk. it's a rascally drunk. Yeah, get cantankerous on some tequila. <laughs> I want to wrestle. Yeah, man, get into it. Oh man, how's uh? You were out. You guys had birthdays. You traveled to the far reaches of the California desert. <laughs> yeah. Far reaches of San Diego County. Uh, had a blast, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, skipped last week just because I was on vacation. Um, I think I mentioned it last episode, though. Uh, Katie and I's birthdays are five days apart. So uh, That's for fun. the last three years, yeah, it's fun. We got this little tradition going the last three years where um, we'll go spend a few days for my birthday somewhere and then relocate for a few days for her birthday. Uh, do a little, little little one-two punch vacation, uh-huh. little bam bam, <laughs> and uh, dude had just an absolute blast. Went to uh, Julian, California, uh, for my birthday, which is I'd never even heard of it, never knew about it. She found some awesome Airbnb. Um, Julian is uh, it's right near um, what's that state park you were telling me about? Uh, uh, An- oh, Anza Borrego. Yeah, it's right. Uh, I guess it's kind of at the northern tip, maybe mm-hmm. of uh, of that area. Um, and uh, also backs up to another uh, state park or, or national forest, uh, Cleveland. I think it's Cleveland, Cleveland National, national forest. forest. Yeah, I think I was doing some bike rides down there. Yeah. You also by Salt and, and uh, Sea. 130 degrees in Death Valley yesterday, by the way. Jesus Christ, really? zero Fahrenheit. Whoa, that's insane. But yeah, this was uh, way up in the mountains, and uh, I guess Julian's an old uh, gold mining town. Mm-hmm. And uh, literally 150 years old, the town, so they got... Uh, they got the old historic uh, Main Street where it kind of it kind of felt like Tombstone, Arizona, like just uh, the all wooden, these old, wooden sidewalks and stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, felt like I was going to get in a shootout. Yeah, um, but dude, just just and then we she got this Airbnb just outside of town. Dude, we had access to a private lake. This Airbnb had uh, this property. It's probably about fifty acres, and the people who own the property they have their regular home on the property, and then they've built a little like uh, like a mother in law suite or guest suite mm-hmm. uh, out behind their house. Just a real simple little like uh, basically a freestanding apartment, one bedroom, one bath apartment. But you also have access to this giant lake, Ooh, and they have uh, you can right. they have their own kayaks. Uh, kayaks, fishing poles. Dude, I went kayaking five times just there, just on the lake. I might be like, making we, a we purchase were... on them kayaks because that's what we did. Dude. We did that before Crater Lake. We went to another lake up here and just kayaks and the stand-up paddle boards, which you can oh, sit man. You can sit on those. There's, mm-hmm. they're not, they don't force <laughs> you to stand up because I'm like, that looks hard. And then I'm like, I just sat down on them. I'm like, oh, this is pretty fun. Yeah. Dude, uh, so much fun. Just, just we would get up early every morning. We're out on the lake at like seven a.m. Uh, just, 
just floating around this huge private lake, just the two of us. Um, You're in Long Beach, man. Abs- you got those. You got the locks right yeah. there. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's what Katie and I have both been talking about. Like, we can't believe we've been living here six months now, mm-hmm. and you have to go kayaking here. So that's going to change. But yeah, just an uh, absolute blast. Uh, just real low key, recharging the batteries, uh, doing a little fishing, doing a little kayaking. They had their uh, they had a smoker and a grill. I, I took use of that. Okay, uh, Ca- so catch anything? Did that for a few days. Uh, no, didn't catch any fish. Uh, just, just still fun. Just go out there and wet the line a little bit. Um, Were you ever f- yeah. fishing guy back in your youth or ever? Yeah, like- yeah, like in my teenage years. Yeah, we had a uh, uh, kind of lived out in the in the middle of the woods and uh, had a had a pond kind of across the street mm-hmm. growing up. So we'd go over there and catch uh, catfish and bass and stuff like that. So you know about like but, gutting uh, and doing what you got to do to it. Yeah, yeah, I can clean a fish. Yeah, I can scale and clean that bastard and fucking roll it in flour and deep fry it. Um, Catfish. But yeah, man. So I had a blast there, and then uh, for her part of the birthday, I went to San Diego, uh, which, you know, San Diego's, it, it's nice. Um, you know, I think, uh, mm-hmm. I think it gets a bad rap around Southern California because I think it's, uh, it's kind of got that Orange County disease. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of wealth and uh, conservatism down there. But, yeah. uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, the natural beauty, though, like just that place is awesome. And uh, we stayed at a great spot there and went jet skiing. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. I, like, picturing you on a jet ski is majestic. Dude, uh, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'd never, I've never been on a jet ski. And, oh. it, and, I, and the, I made this uh, observation. I've never been on a uh, motorcycle. I've, I've ridden a dirt bike a few times. Yeah. Uh, years ago, I used to pal around with these dudes that had dirt bikes. But I've never ridden on a motorcycle, never ridden on a jet ski. And holy shit. Yeah, man. And uh, we went right there in the harbor. The San, I guess it's the harbor. Uh, San Diego Harbor. Oh, is that um, where that boat was on the, fire? Which one? Uh, was there a boat Some na- there Navy ship that was docked. There was some massive oh. fire that kind of ate through the whole... Oh, gut, I did hear that a couple ship. weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. On I top of every other fire that that's happening in California right now. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's that body of water that surrounds Coronado Island, that, that cool little island. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, we went kayaking there, too. I told this story on the Stonebergs, but I'll tell it again real quick. Um, kayaking in the lake up in Julian was a blast because it's a lake. And there's really no current. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's no current. Yeah, you know, there's a little the little current that the wind creates, but you know for the most part it's it's pretty uh, dormant. And uh, so then we got out into the harbor, and it was so choppy and windy. And we rented these kayaks for an hour, and we were talking to the guy about like, well, what's the best place to go? And where he goes, you know, talking about time. And I was like, you know, uh, how, you know, let me bring my phone so we can set an alarm. And he goes, well, what most people do is they just if you have it for an hour, you just paddle in one direction, set an alarm for 30 minutes, and then when that goes off, just turn around and paddle back. That way, you know, 30 <laughs> minutes out, 30 minutes in. Uh, dude, on the way back, <laughs> I thought they were, I thought I was going to have to call somebody to come tow me in because I got stuck in this current, and I'm already, I'm already putting, I'm asking a lot out of a kayak, all right? When I get down in a kayak, that, that kayak's earning its money. 
And uh, so I'm already bogging Dave sits it down. A kayak. Just he really sits around a kayak. <laughs> just my sheer girth is already putting a, a strain on this kayak. And then muffin, I'm going you like You muffin topping that yak, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was. But I was, I started to panic because we're getting like 20 minutes away, 15 minutes away. And I'm like still way out in the harbor. And I'm like working hard. I'm just left, right, left, right, just paddling. And then I look around like I'm not gaining any ground. Mm-hmm. If anything, I'm I might be going backwards, and uh, well, you, I don't you know, know the I rule just... about fighting an ocean current. You gotta go. You gotta go uh, parallel to the to the shore. Oh, you see, I don't, I don't know any of the uh, of the aquatic rules. If you're swimming or uh, anything, you get stuck. You never want to go because then you're going directly against the kayak. You want to go parallel to the shore and slowly kind of angle and get out of where the current is. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. But uh, yeah, that was that was quite a workout. Uh, just me, <laughs> just like a fat hamster on a wheel. My, my, and uh, my sister and I did that. We were like little kids on vacation in Jamaica. We're like, "Yeah, hey, there's a kayak. Go for it." It's only the fucking Caribbean Ocean. <laughs> we're all of a sudden we're like, <laughs> "It's just getting further away," even though we're trying our hardest. <laughs> we got yeah. we got real panicked. We got back. Yeah, I started to panic. Yeah, our parents were like, "How was the kayaking?" We're just like, ah, ah, "I guess it was." fun like we didn't want to ruin the vacation tell me almost died <laughs> so yeah not nearly as leisurely as it was on the lake but then uh once we uh once i finally made it back to the dock uh then we turned in our kayaks for jet skis and oh my god dude it was i mean i'd never experienced anything about it uh, anything like it like it was and i'm no hyperbole like it was the most fun i've ever had yeah the most like doing something physical like, you know, I, I, I'm not a rad dude like you. You know, I'm not always jumping off a of mountain on a mountain bike and stuff. Rad is subjective. Everybody's a rad <laughs> dude in some way or another. But I, like, and also what was cool is we had access to the entire harbor. And I don't know anything about, uh, you know, I don't know how big it was, but like, it, it was a huge body of water. And there was almost nobody out there. This was on a Monday. And uh, there was three or four boats, and then we saw two uh, two other jet skis, but in this giant body of water. And there were times where I'd be on the jet ski, and I'd look ahead, and you know, if I had to guess, I would say four or five miles uh, until you hit uh, you know shore, and with nothing in front of me. Yeah. And just a, and it almost felt like we rented the lake too, or rented the harbor. Like it just felt like. The whole thing was just for us. Just felt like a, a giant swimming pool, and just to just just to bear down on that throttle, yeah, and know and that there's nothing in front of you for miles, dude. I, I got it up to seventy eight is the uh, fastest that I that I noticed. Really, you know, yeah, I, I got it up pretty. I don't know if that's fast Knots. or not on a jet school. No, seventy eight miles an hour. I, I, I guess it's mph. Maybe it was knots. I don't know. That seems it fast just, they had for the little, a jet little, ski. They had a digital, uh, you know, I, I'm assuming it was a I'm going to the boards. Hold uh, on, I'm looking it up. Yeah, but I got it up to 78, and uh, dude, like, I was, I was hauling ass. And I've never had that much fun, dude. Like, it was insane. Like, I couldn't stop smiling. Well, shit, if it was 78 knots, it meant you, it meant you were going 90 miles an hour. <laughs> shit, good, good on you, man. If you're, if you're doing 78... Miles an hour on a jet it, ski? Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah, with no, you know, no uh, no helmet, no no windscreen, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Just just your face right Did there. Did you get, uh, and, you uh, ever hit like a, a wave or a wake where all uh, of a sudden it just jams it up your ass? 
Yes, yes. Oh, that's I caught some air and then boom, you know, crashing down. Yeah. And uh, but I, I never fell off the whole hour. You know, I, I never uh, dismounted. And um, but, dude, I mean. That might be my new thing. Like, I'm gonna, <laughs> I got to figure out how to buy a jet ski because I get it because I was thinking about it. It's like, oh, this is it felt like I was like, OK, this is what Kyle loves about mountain biking, mm-hmm. but without all the work and out all the danger. Like there was, you know, well, there's you no work. So fucked up on a jet ski. Well, that's why. Oh like, yeah, I'm sure you I can. Live in but it's not like a motorcycle. That's, I live in like you know, landlocked suburban Illinois, and I'd see people with jet skis in their driveway. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with those? And then I rode a jet ski. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I get it. I totally get it. I understand yeah, it. Everybody should I totally have a jet get ski. it. It's like that old uh, Daniel Tosh joke. He said, mm. uh, they say money can't buy happiness, but money can buy a jet ski. You ever seen anybody frown on a jet ski? It's impossible. <laughs> Nick Rutherford had a story about being at like a beachside wedding or like a cliffside wedding on the ocean. And like right as people are getting married, like it's this beautiful ceremony. Some dude on a jet ski is just cruising by like, woo, yeah, <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> and he's like, all I want to do is hang out with that guy in the jet ski. I don't give a shit about this <laughs> wedding right now. <laughs> I did feel bad a few times because there were uh, there were mainly sailboats out there. There were people out there yeah. on these really elaborate sailboats and just kind of putzing around, having fun. And then here I come. <laughs> And I was like, oh man, they think I'm a obnoxious asshole, but I don't I don't care, man. It's too much fun. Sail so. sailboats to me just look like when you see people on the penny farthing bicycles <laughs> or like a unicycle. It's like fuck you. Like what, what there's there's better ways to do this. There's better ways. We live in the future. Give it up. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah it just seems too complicated. I want to do a lot of work. Do you want to have yeah. fun? No time for fun. My hobby is a lot of work. Yeah. My hobby is Too a lot ropes. of an- antiquated work. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what are you doing but this yeah, weekend? Man. I'm going to raise a barn for fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, just an absolute blast, man. Like, yeah, I can't buddy. recommend it enough. I, I, I can't believe I made it this far in life without getting on a jet ski. It's But, but you uh, did. You did. You're yeah. 43. You go 43? 43, 43, yeah. 43, and you got there. Uh, Yep. But yeah, just uh, a great week, a great vacation. Of course, Katie. Katie buys me gifts for fucking Arbor Day. uh, She buys buys you a jet ski. Is there a jet ski in your living room right now? (laughs) So she goes all out on birthday. No, you know what she did? This is how thoughtful she is. She's like, well, it's your 43rd birthday, so I bought you 43 gifts. She bought you 43 Different gifts. She wrapped 43 little gifts. Oh, wow. Uh, The the majority of it was the contents of my brand new bug out bag. She bought me a bug out bag and a ton of shit. (laughs) Dude, I got walkie talkies. I got emergency crank radios. I got knives. I've got water purification pellets. I got ropes. She got you a a suitcase for you to leave her. That's (laughs) exactly. Now, here you go. I'll see you later. Yeah. When I get tired of you, you have no excuse to get the hell out of here. What do you mean you're kicking me uh, out? Yeah. Here's your bag. You have everything. Here's your bag. You'll be bag. fine. Oh man. But yeah, dude, we just we had an absolute blast. So, uh, and I was I was talking about it on the other podcast about how I feel kind of guilty going on vacation during a pandemic and well, since I haven't worked in months. But it really was a good like mental reset. Like. 
you know, and I've, I've complained about this before. Like I love long beach. I love our apartment, but we don't have any privacy outdoors. You know, I don't have my own backyard. I don't even have a, a deck or a porch. I got, so just being able to get out in the woods and be alone for a while, and then get out on the, on the water. Like it really, it really was a, uh, a much needed, uh, reset. Oh, so, just uh, sitting just yeah. outside, just being out mm-hmm. like, our apartment, we had the little balcony that Rachel made nice with all the plants mm-hmm. and everything. But here, yeah. with a yard, like, mm. oh, I'm just going to do everything I got to do out in the yard when it's not 100 degrees. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, man. I, I was saying to somebody, like, you know, I, I grew up and was raised in the suburbs, and I hated the suburbs because all you mm-hmm. thought about was the potential of living in a city or you'd go camping for a vacation, be in nature. And it's mm-hmm. now to be back in the suburbs knowing I've already pursued my goals and accomplished my goals and I get to be a stand-up comedian. Now being back in the burbs, I'm like, I kind of dig it, man. I mean, it's, yeah. it's hardly like a, a wooded, uh, you know, a wooded estate in the middle of nowhere or some beautiful rooftop penthouse. But it's like, no, I get it. It's quiet and I like it. And I like mm-hmm. a yard and I like a garage and it's... Mm-hmm. I'm on board with it. Yeah, the city grinds you down, man. It really does. Like, even you know, even trying to park in a city. I know you had, you got the garage there at the yeah. the old place in L.A. But like, you know, you've lived. I'm sure you've lived before with just street parking. Uh, like even that, just the daily hassle of, am I going to be able to find a damn parking? No, spot? that was one of like yeah. my must haves for apartments after living mm-hmm. at. One place that I only had street parking, I was like, never again. Yeah, I was like, no, there's no like of all the must haves. Like, I would take I would take a parking space over uh, like a functioning kitchen sink. I think. <laughs> yeah, because man, yeah, there was I, I live when I there's about I was living in Los Feliz. We only had uh, street parking, and mm-hmm. it was uh, again not proud of uh, how I lived. But just, you know, coming home drunk and then finding a parking space who knows where. Yeah. Getting home, then waking up the next day and being like, I have no fucking idea. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to go ride my bike around a neighborhood to find my car. <laughs> we used to do that. My, my buddy Clay my buddy Clay lived in uh, Lincoln Park in Chicago. And we'd go down there and we just smoke a bunch of pot. But then it was like everybody, we'd leave and then nobody would know where we parked. Just walking around blocks, freezing our ass off. Look, I think it was over here. Because ah, it was it was also a, like a neighborhood that had um, six-way intersections, which that'll fuck uh-huh. you up. A grid, yeah, a square, a, a four-way intersection. Like, all right, that's good. I see there's four corners. But then you throw a diagonal cutting right through that thing. You're like, well, I'm, I'm shit out of luck. We'd get to his place. Wouldn't even be stoned yet. We'd walk in and be like, wait, does anybody remember where we parked? And they'd say, nope. And like, well, we're fucked. We're fucked for tonight. I'm going to freeze to death on the sidewalk. Oh, I love it, man. Got a workbench in the garage. We're doing, we're doing all right, buddy. You're jet skiing. You're finding your, you're, you're finding your youth, and I like it. <laughs> That's the other thing. Like, I, uh, it did, I know it's cliche, but, like, it made me feel like a kid because it's, I can't remember the last time that I had that much fun doing something physical, like playing, you know, just riding my bike or you know uh, that's all i my whole childhood was just riding bikes and jumping over shit and yeah. playing ball and building there's no forts and, uh, there's no reason you know, that can't be now you can play you yeah, can play I, as long as you can move you can play <laughs> yeah i mean 
I'm seriously, dude. Like that's uh, if I ever get to the point where financially I could pull it off, I put it this way: I've already price checked uh, jet skis. I'm already, I'm already tire kicking, so to speak. So uh, it's on my radar. Do put you need insurance for board. a jet ski? It's a good question. I don't know. I, I don't know how that works. There's yeah, gonna be boat insurance, do, right? right? There's gonna be boat insurance. Yeah. There's watercraft oh, yeah, insurance. Yeah, yeah. In case you. Yeah, liability insurance in case you crash into. Then you're going to need a, a trailer. And then that's not like I hate to be the fun crusher here, but you know there's expenses yeah. with that. <laughs> Storage fees. You can't just keep that tied up at a. At a you don't get a slip for a yeah. jet ski. <laughs> I can't chain that up to my uh, to my water meter in the back. <laughs> hey, no, nobody steal my fucking jet ski. Oh man, somebody somebody <laughs> stole a trailerless jet ski from. <laughs> I don't even know how I'm impressed. Uh, well, we got. Oh, man. I think things are good. For we're all doing okay. Things I are hope. Good, I man. hope the people listening are. Do you want to actually talk about a boogie monster subject, Dave? You know what? We can do that. We, we have one. We have shit. one. Yeah. Did we? We got uh, a nice one. Today. Is there any uh, things about the horrible world we want to talk about? Other than post, I still post don't understand. Yeah, help me with a broad stroke. So, so is it true that Trump is trying to shut down the post office uh, for the purpose of no mail-in votes? Well, that's what's funny is that all your QAnon jagoffs, who apparently got elected in Georgia, so uh huh. Yeah, I heard about that. Good job, Georgia. All their conspiracies are never the ones that are actually happening. That's what's yeah. that's what's masterful. Is like. <clears throat> You know, like, and got, oh man, they've just uncovered a giant pedophile ring. And like, that's, you'll just, mm-hmm. they just, they'll just say that on Facebook. And like, that's the one I have friends like that. Okay, cool. Do you have a link to the story? Anything? Just some shared meme about like huge pedophile ring was exposed and the mainstream media is not even talking about it. Cool. Like, is this a link to information? Yeah. No, you're just saying that. And, yeah. uh, and then other people are, are saying it because they believe a statement without any proof because uh-huh. uh, uh, the Internet has sadly made us all dumber. And that's a whole other thing that I was going to start. I'm going to get this. There's a book out uh, from Feral House about how conspiracy theories are spreading. I think NPR did some story that I have um, in, in here and then come to me so I can tell you to check stuff out without information behind it. But just... The pro- proliferation of conspiracy theories and people that believe in this stuff without foundation and and why they're tending to believe in it, why they're telling like, oh, man, mainstream media is bullshit. I'm only believing in this crap now. Um, so the post office one is just it's obviously Trump put in a postmaster general that was a huge donor to his campaign. Now yeah, there's sto- no experience. Yeah, now there's stories about them taking out mail sorting machines uh-huh. that are needed, uh-huh. taking out uh, mailboxes, just the kind of mailboxes on the street. Now, okay, let me mm-hmm. let me go back in my words where I was shitting on the mail post office because they always lost my shit and everything. Yes, I, I I'll eat my words. They are important now for the voting. I did not mm-hmm. think about voting. I just felt on a personal basis. I have had less than satisfactory results from using the post office. Yeah, and I get that. And 
and, and granted, you know, we're not uh, incredibly well-versed on current events, but it's kind of hard to uh, avoid this huge story with the post office. Uh, here's the other For thing. its flaws, right, it is down. a necessary institution. And, and today, though, today on Twitter, Donald J. Trump saved the post office. Do, do his supporters understand that they're being blatantly gaslit? That, like, what, what is it? What is it, fuckhead? You're, you're trying to shut it down, but now you're saying save the post office. Here's the other thing: shutting down the post office, you're gonna you're gonna mess with people's social security checks. You're gonna mess with people's bills. You're, you're like he does not give a flying fuck about anybody. I don't think it's the all he's the trying to do is down. sabotage the election. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, it's not the shutting down. It's the slowing and making it a compromised system so you can be like, well, see, how do we know if these votes are right because everything's screwed up that I screwed up that I think. That's it's undermining the election and the side effects are people get medication through the mail. People get their their paychecks and social security, like you said. Yeah. So that's the he side effects, care. but nobody cares about the side effects. They just want to yeah. just let him have his fucking TV show that he was wanted in the first place. Like I just somebody, don't understand. Somebody just start telling him, like, you know what? You're going to get more done by having this TV show. Because when the whole thing, he was all ready to have Trump TV. He was going to lose the election and go right into being Trump TV and be this. Oh, I didn't didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, I thought that was the whole thing. He was all ready to go to have his own kind of news network, Trump TV, Alex Jones type shit, or whatever right-wing shit. Because he was planning, I get what I had read, he thought he was going to lose the election and he would have this all ready to go. All the campaigning would just be publicity to move money into Trump TV. And then lo and behold, he won the election, and now that's why you have uh, this fucking idiot running around for the last four years. So, I don't know, man. Like, again, I saw some two retired uh, military lieutenants, just an open letter to, uh, who was it? Chief, I don't know, whichever high up. Like, listen, are you ready to take the government back if he refuses to leave the White House? Because that's a possibility. And that's the military's job to be like, you have to prevent a coup by saying, Mm -hmm. this is the Constitution. You lost. Get the fuck out of here. Are you ready to do that? Because that's a real possibility. Yeah. And that's uh, pretty creepy. And just, I I don't know, I have that's the that's it's, the real world stuff. That's just uh, more bad yeah. shit lunacy that we all, uh, like I said, I think we all agree on that. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> oh, sneezing, hi ho, hey, oh man, you all right there? Oh, good old fashioned Uncle Pecos sneeze right there. I'll tell you, Whew. God, I love a B- good blew, sneeze. Blew my mustache out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's the that's the big post office thing, and that I know some people had written to me after my rant against the post office, explaining why it's mm-hmm. important. I know why it's important, but that's not fun. Yeah, it's fun is to bitch <laughs> no, about several- them delivering me <laughs> empty envelopes. Yeah, like you still delivered me an envelope that was torn open in a locked mailbox, so it means somebody stole this shit at the post office. Yeah. Mm. So, anyway, that's my rant on that. But yes, we need them for voting and blah, blah, blah. Our country's going to hell. 
So I, I still don't understand. Uh, does you can jet ski a so lot in Costa Trump, Rica, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Does Trump want uh, in person voting? Is that what he's saying? So let's let's slow down the mail so we're forced to to vote in person. Basically, just make the system untrustworthy, so that therefore yeah. you can't trust the results. Mm-hmm. And what it is yeah. like, make, like all this voter suppression. Make America great again, though. Yeah, but all this voter suppression. I mean, it affects poor people. Mm-hmm. And it, it's during a pandemic. Oh, great. Well, we can't, we don't want to show up in person to vote. It's, it's still also hurting him. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, you know, it's between the, uh, I don't know, man. We're getting out, out, yeah. out, out, out of my, out of my depth. Yeah. For too. some of this stuff. Anyway. But electoral college, like all these ant- antiquated ideas that were still going. It's like one person, one vote. Just do that. Why, why is it not mm-hmm. just one person, one vote? Yeah, that makes sense. So. I never did understand that. Yeah. Oh, well, who cares? Who gives a who shit? Who gives a shit? Dave's going to jet ski but, to Costa Rica. Oh, man. I'm going to have a sprinter van see. that I drive through the Canadian border. fucking jumping off jumping off this shit like it's the titanic yeah man so and that's the other thing and i've said this before like as much as i hate trump you know the left doesn't have a leg to stand on either i i don't trust biden at all (sighs) you know i mean i think he'll obviously i mean a, a dead raccoon would be better than trump so you know, anything would be better than Trump, but that doesn't, you know. Yeah. Yep. Ugh, good Lord. Cool. Anyway, enough of that. Fuck, fuck all that shit. Fuck all that let's shit, talk about, man. Let's talk about some spooky shit, man. Boo ghouls and goblins. <laughs> Boogie uh, might monsters. Be. This is a topic from your, uh, from your neck of the woods. Oh, yes, uh, it is. In uh, southwestern Cook County, Illinois. Yeah, where the trash uh, is lives. the location. <laughs> Is the location <laughs> of what many have called the most haunted cemetery in America, if not the world, uh, Bachelors Grove Cemetery. You know about Bachelors Grove Cemetery? I uh, heard about it growing up. It was on the list of you know I'd always listen to, like the haunted Chicago places. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck it. Where, where is it? It's down in Orland Park. That's haunted by people that are still alive. Orland Park, the Florida <laughs> of Chicago land. <laughs> Um, I might am I mispronouncing uh, Midlothian? Midlothian, Mid- Midlothian, Illinois. Yes, this area was uh, home to the the punk bands that never said they weren't Nazis back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of that down there. Yeah, there's huh? a lot of shit bags from that area. <laughs> anyway, oh yeah, it's right by Homewood. Bunch of dickheads hung out there. Oh yeah, got ripped off at off the alley. Playing a show at Homewood. How ripped off? How? Oh, just a just a door deal where it's like, okay, everybody here came to see our band, but oh, you're gonna oh. give this band that your buddies with hundred dollars mm-hmm. more? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Bunch of. But yeah, <clears throat> Bachelors Grove Cemetery, Midlothian, uh, Illinois. Uh, only lo- only access by a footpath now. Uh, Ooh, right near the Midlothian Turnpike. Scary footpath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little drunk, Dave. Oh man, a uh, hundred years? Uh, no, it's more than a hundred years old. A hundred yards down the footpath, um, you can find 
this Bachelor's Grove Cemetery. And a uh, boring name. Bachelor's it's Grove, just, uh, is it? Sounds like a fun it, strip club. Yeah, they just... They say this area is where, uh, back in the 1800s, a lot of bachelors moved to that area for some reason. Oh, because they couldn't call them gay. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think of that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. Bachelors in the 1800s were just gay dudes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of weird phenomenon going around uh, the cemetery. Uh, one of the main ones, uh, people see phantom houses in this cemetery. Now, I don't know if I, I've heard of phantom cars. It's a haunted house. No, it's the ghost of a haunted house. <laughs> there's, uh, there's no houses uh, in this area, uh, at least anymore. I think there used to be. Uh, but yet there's uh, many legends uh, speak of these phantom homes that randomly appear in the woods uh, off the path and uh, along this creek. That runs uh, <laughs> runs through the forest. So yeah, people just be like the story goes. Multiple stories of people who frequent this place regularly uh, will sometimes say, "Oh shit, I've been here many times, and there's never been a house there, but now I see a house." And then they come back to show their friends, and the house is gone. <laughs> why would so a, I've never heard of that? Why phenomenon. would a house come back to haunt I, somebody? I have no idea. I don't understand <laughs> that. Uh, but people ne- find all kind of. I was torn down without being up to code. Now I'm back. <laughs> I'm back to haunt realtors and, and permit oh. issuers. <laughs> oh, uh, people find artifacts such as poetry, uh, like poetry notes, uh, like found poetry, uh, uh, pottery, uh, these foundation stones. Um, the point is people will find not just the houses, but they'll see like foundations of buildings and stuff that just come and go that that wasn't there yesterday, but now it's there. And, uh, that really confuses people. And <laughs> so a lot of orbs, people see orbs all the time. Now they admit, uh, this one article talks about how a lot of times, uh, the orbs, um, can be, uh, attributed to, uh, police officers, flashlights, uh, just patrolling <laughs> the cemetery to make sure that uh, vandals aren't uh, having their way with the place. But, um, yeah, a lot of orbs, a lot of phantom houses. Uh, this is interesting. A lot of uh, orbs. Direct- a lot of stop and frisk <laughs> ghosts. <laughs> Directly behind the cemetery, um, there's, uh, there's a hole in this fence that uh, they say never stays repaired. They'll, they'll repair it, and then, uh, then it just gets this hole pops open again. But there's this, like, uh, cesspool drainage pond pond from a nearby sewer system and uh, oh. this pond sits uh, off of uh, Ridgeland Road and it's a common highway uh, it used to be a common highway used by prohibition gangsters okay. to escape uh, police and local legend says that uh, this particular pond was a favorite uh, dumping ground for uh, Al Capone and his crew uh, the, the Southside gangs uh, many, many people report mm-hmm. uh, going to this pond and, and feeling a uh, heavy feeling of dread I don't know exactly what a heavy feeling of dread oh, is supposed to feel like. People get bummed like. out oh, hanging out by this uh, yeah. pond, sewage pond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so apparently they used to dump a bunch of bodies there, and people have seen uh, uh, apparitions and stuff floating around that pond. So that's interesting. There's another, uh, one of the more famous um, uh, spirits, uh, people call it the Seated Lady. 
Um, mm. There's this. Uh, there's a photograph of this too, by the way, and I'll uh, I'll put this on our Instagram or whatever. But uh, there's this famous uh, photograph of uh, just a lady, and it, it looks the photograph looks old, you know, and, yeah. and it's real blurry. But you can clearly tell that this is either uh, a spirit or an actual woman. Um, it's not like some of those where it's like, you know, oh, maybe I see a face, maybe I don't. This is clearly um, a profile of a woman sitting on a little bench. But a lot of people have, uh, a lot of people have seen this, this uh, seated lady. Uh, this picture clearly depicts a woman sitting on a very distinct bench-level headstone inside the cemetery. Um, the, the photographer of this photograph uh, he took it decades ago, but uh, he's claimed that um, absolutely no one else was in the cemetery uh, when he took this picture. So yeah, you're about, you're about that, ten, uh, 10 miles from the uh, Resurrection Mary sightings. Resurrection Mary down that area. What? Yeah. Oh, really? I wonder if that's uh, it could be the same. Well, I don't know. I've been apparently then she's hitchhiking a pretty far away as a ghost. Yeah, that's true. Uh, apparently, there's a lot of devil worship going on. In the cemetery, oh, yeah. Um, throughout the '60s, '70s, and '80s, uh, apparently was commonly associated with uh, being the haunt of local ne'er-do-wells who uh, desecrated stones and um, did all kinds of vandalism and stuff. But uh, I don't know how they think there's uh, devil worship involved. I think they found some. Uh, I don't know. Of course, that was in the '80s, in the middle of that satanic panic. Yeah, so anything could have been uh, was, construed. It was as back devil when worship. people were scared of heavy metal before rap came in and took that away. Mm-hmm. Remember when, they, remember when people were scared of heavy metal? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, late 80s, early 90s. The satanic uh, panic, as they call it. That was a, that's the thing we can yeah. go into is about how there was all these false claims. Like that was, well, the West Memphis Three, I think, were like, oh, yeah, scary teens that are into metal. They probably did it. And so that was this big thing. Uh, yeah, like there was a nursery, I think, somewhere in Redondo Beach where – Somehow, several kids were like, "Oh yeah!" Like somehow, it got planted in these kids' heads that the like, goal oh, were being programmed, and they're making us drink blood at our preschool. And so mm-hmm. everybody went nuts about it, and they found out somehow that somebody was like coaching these kids to say these things. Yeah, that was ridiculous. That satanic panic bullshit. I remember yeah. um, when I was a teenager; I was about fourteen or fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't drive yet, so I was still going to church. <laughs> and uh, I remember uh, one, we had like some teen group fellowship thing, and we had a speaker come in and uh, tell us uh, all the modern and popular bands that are uh, involved in Satanism. And it was just some of the most, like, <laughs> any, you name it. You name it. They, oh, Pearl Jam? Nope, they're Satanists. Pearl and they would Jam? Read off these, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, really benign, like, radio-friendly stuff. Wow. Nope, they're Satanists. They're Satanists. They're Satanists. And I was like... You guys are out of your fucking mind. Like, just... That's a pearl jam. Religious panic. What a great... Yeah, what a great... Like, I I wish, uh, like, things got still billed as being satanic and frightening. Now, now Church of Satan is one of the most, like, level-headed people to come in and challenge unconstitutional rules about religion. Yeah. Like, their whole... Like, they they put... You know, all these stories like, oh, the Statue of Baphomet going up at City Hall... It's not because the Satanists are like, well, we just love it's. It's because they're like, listen, it's a separation of church and state. If you're going to put a statue yep. of the Ten Commandments on government property, then we get to have mm-hmm. one too. If you don't like it, yeah. that's unconstitutional. We're a religion. Put it up. Otherwise, take down the Ten Commandments. And so, yeah, 
they're kind of trolls, but trolls for a thing that I like. So I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm down with Church of Satan. I dig those guys. I'm like with the, <laughs> I, 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 I like. And then like because there's like the idea of Satanism, like the new like, it's like all it is is basically a good philosophy of <clears throat> you get one life. There's no afterlife. Yeah. Have a good time. Live pleasurably. Give into your, your indulgences as long as they're not harmful to others and yourself. And uh, yeah, be, be nice, and we don't judge. You know, fuck who you want to fuck. You know, do what you want to do. Don't be a jag off. It's a very, uh, as far as any religion. I know I sound like an edge lord having to be like, well, my if I gotta go religion, I gotta go Satanism. But it does kind of encompass all the things that I, I'm like. Oh, these are just nice rules to live by. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember uh, I was so indoctrinated with all that religious propaganda. And I remember uh, I asked my Sunday school teacher or my parents or somebody, I was probably nine or ten, and I asked the question, you know, hey, uh, it was right when I was starting to understand that there were different religions in different parts of the world. And I asked somebody like, hey, um, you know, if there's other religions, how, oh, how do we know Christianity is, is, is the right one? Like why why are we right and and Buddhism is wrong and you know uh, all Islam is wrong like and no nobody had an answer they were like uh, we'll just uh, the Bible yeah. Christianity is the the one and only the one and only God they're they're confused oh. they're misdirected okay <clears throat> yeah uh, all right then well that still doesn't make sense to me but whatever never did understand that. Yeah, I don't like, know I'm not trying to talk on that. Well, but. no, we're talking. Yeah, I'm not trying to wear robes and have a ceremony or anything. But no, <clears throat> I'm down. Um, uh, another uh, common uh, experience here in uh, Bachelor's Grove Cemetery. There's a uh, there's a kind of an unmarked grave uh, that just says "Infant Daughter." Uh, <laughs> I didn't say her name. <laughs> just says "Infant Daughter." And uh, this is kind of a cliche uh, ghost uh, experience, but uh, people say that uh, in the early morning hours, just before dawn, uh, you can often hear a baby crying near that uh, headstone. (laughs) That sounds like a like a grave you'd get because you're trying to pull a long prank on somebody. (laughs) 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 Like if you got a headstone for someone, just so you could pull like a. A Christmas Carol, Ghost of Christmas Future type thing. <laughs> and here's where you'll be laid to rest. All right, guys, it's a pretty shitty bachelor party. I'm done. <laughs> oh, Lord. Somebody made me um, Somebody made me a headstone. Some dudes in Cleveland gave oh, me, yeah, based gave on me your an joke? actual headstone based on died in your arms tonight. Yeah. Dude, that's funny. I'm gonna put that's that, funny. That was, that was a good bit. Looking forward to having a yard to put that in. <laughs> I was always uh I had uh I had a distant aunt that we would go visit sometimes uh down in Molina, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Molina. Little bitty nothing of a town. Um but we she had like a sprawling estate, uh several acres. But uh a lot of the family members were buried just in the backyard, just right there by the swing set. I always thought that was creepy. I we were just talking about that the other day, Rachel and I, and she was saying that people, like one of the ways they're trying to save old growth forests is that you can pay to have your body buried there and buried in like a ecologically responsible way. So it like it just helps the uh-huh. growth of the forest. I'm like, I'm down with that. I don't. Yeah. I've made my thoughts on like <clears throat> private cemeteries and grew like I, I don't need that. Nobody's. 
gonna go like two generations. Like, you know where you're, you might know where your grandma is buried, but after that, it's like, who? I'm, mm-hmm. I, why would I make that a responsible? I don't want to be responsible as somebody, or have yeah. somebody like feel a responsibility to visit me and mausoleums that just feel like like a locker room for bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to be buried or cremated? Should like gut me out, part me out, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then whatever, like wherever I can be used best, put me in the dirt, Uh huh. put me in the dirt yeah. and put a tree on top of me. Dude, I was just about to say, that's a, a new thing I've seen is these, uh, these burial pods where you can basically get buried in, uh, basically do something where they bury you with this, uh, little, what's a, what's a baby tree? A sapling? Sapling. Sapling. Yeah, you get buried with a sapling, and then eventually uh, a tree grows. Yeah, your and your energy, your nutrients are going in the tree. Yeah, there you go. Let's go. go. I dig that let's move. Go. I like that. Let's go. let's go to the forest and visit Kyle. And then you'd be like, which tree? Like, who gives a shit? It's fine. Yeah, Go, go camping. You'll be all right. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't really care what happens to me. I don't know. Be, do you be get stuffed and mounted like a deer head? That do you get? <laughs> as old Dave, we put a chicken wing in his mouth on his birthday. <laughs> put some sunglasses on him so it's not too creepy. <laughs> do you ever get weirded out being in cemeteries or something? No, I don't. Uh, but speaking of which, I forgot to tell you. Uh, in Julian, uh, one night, uh, Katie and I uh, went way. We had to climb this big hill, but it was like their little old town cemetery. And uh, we went up there like 10 p.m. after dark and uh, smoked a big fat joint and just hung out in the cemetery at night. It was awesome. That's what cemeteries are for. They're for smoking joints. Yeah, Yeah, it was great. And you could like look down and see the town. Like it it was a very Norman Rockwell style setup, man. Like this this cute little town. But yeah, we were up on a hill. You know that famous Norman Rockwell painting of uh, two (laughs) middle aged people smoking (laughs) weed in a cemetery. No, I meant looking down onto the town. It was very that slice of Americana he captured. <laughs> but yeah, we were just sitting way up on this hill, and uh, just over, and we could just see the whole little town. You know, about quarter mile down the hill below us, and just hanging out on these old benches, just uh, just smoking a J, having a good time, and uh, wasn't creepy at all. Like seriously, like I, you know, that was part of the. That's always part of the appeal of going to a cemetery to see if I get creeped out or spooked, and. It was, it was super well, chill. Well, that's like, I mean, I, I'll get scared just because I can get myself scared over anything, but uh, especially mm-hmm. when I'm stoned. But cemeteries as a place that, like, you know, we talked about this earlier, a place that I thought would be haunted. I never think it's, like, where the bodies wind up. I think it's where the, mm-hmm. if you believe in a concept of a soul or the energy of life, when that leaves the uh, earthenly vehicle, I think that's where mm-hmm. you'd see a ghost or something. Mm-hmm. Like a cemetery is just storage. So that's what yeah. I'm like, I, yeah, I don't never thought. But, it, I mean, they do really lean into the scary imagery at cemeteries with the statues and whatever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another thing that, ha- that people see there. Uh, they see the, uh, the ghost of a farmer and his plow horse, uh, both victims of a plowing accident, dragged to their deaths uh, near the cemetery. So that'd be funny to see a, a ghost plow horse. Just yes. trudging along. But you're a ghost and you still come back, you're going to work? Yeah, that sucks. Like, oh, this. What, I would, what statue would you get on your grave to mislead people? 
Like, I think that'd be funny if, like, you just had, like, a statue of Ronald McDonald. People like, Ronald McDonald's buried here? And they get up, and it's just like, oh, Kyle. Like, you know, just, uh. <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, then that kind of the premise of your joke is that you could put anything that's, yeah, on your headstone. That's what I mean. Like, you like, put Abraham Lincoln, the statue of Abraham Lincoln. Like, Abraham Lincoln's buried here? Like, nah, it's Dave. He's just being a jerk. You're being fun about I'd it. Prob- I'd probably put, like, a, um, an exaggerated uh, resume on there. You know, like husband, son, you know, CEO of uh, Twinkies. I don't don't know. Just put some some weird uh, false accomplishments. You should put one of those uh, campground grills on yours, so people. Oh yeah, we have a cookout every time they come see Dave. That's the ultimate tribute. Is have a cookout. Yeah, have like a a, like a grill like built down into it somehow, like a like a barbecue pit slash headstone. That'd be nice. I think more cemeteries yeah. should have that. Mm-hmm. You know, it should be a fun place. It's a field, it's open air, it's a picnic. Yeah, go visit your your uh, dead loved ones and, and, and grill a burger. You know, make a day of it. That's. I think that's the way to go. I think that's, especially for you, mm-hmm. should incorporate <laughs> some sort of barbecuing element. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Well... Bachelor's Grove, no experience personally with it. I guess it's supposed to be spooky. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think you put a cemetery with enough creepy headstones, and somebody's going to come up with something. Mm-hmm. You put somebody in there, it'll come up with something. Yeah. That's how oh, it works. There's a two-headed ghost yeah, in there, abandoned. by the way. There's too many ghosts? Uh, a two-headed ghost. What? People also say a two-headed ghost is one of the uh, reported sightings. Get the that's fuck weird. out of here. That's No, yeah. it's because it's Maybe the it's south a, side. People are drunk off their ass. They're I'm f- not trying to be insensitive. Maybe it's a, uh, uh, what do you call them, uh, Siamese twin, conjoined twin. Who knows? Maybe it's not. No, that's Maybe that's it's a not. scary ghost. Who said it? One person saw a two-headed ghost, and now it makes the Wikipedia page... Yeah, yeah, it's on Wikipedia. It must be true. I want five independent individuals that have seen the same thing without checking with each uh-huh. other. That's I'll, I'll, I'm like, all right, this place mm-hmm. might be might be haunted because five people who didn't think it was haunted had this similar experience. Mm-hmm. Not one. That sounds like somebody like at the end of the bar adding things like, "Oh, we went to Bachelor's Grove and we saw this." <laughs> well, I saw two headed ghosts one time. <laughs> It, it was arguing with itself. It was wild, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So there you go. Look at that. There's the boogie topic. It's not just us bitching about Trump the whole time. No. I didn't even, say, did I didn't even say fuck no either because I still want to honor some legacy of the Chicagoland area. Mm-hmm. Hauntings. He used to always follow this guy who would do Haunted Chicago. Back when you got newsletters from people mailed to your home, I used to get yeah mailed newsletters, and you'd do a tour. I'm trying, you know, I gotta look up some stuff around here, see what's over in Beaverton. Yeah, yeah, but there's just seems just seems all so kind pleasant. of weird shit up there. Seems like they'd be like pleasant ghosts. Like go, I, I, I would to, like a ghost that sorts out my recycling properly because they got real strict rules here. <laughs> I'm in shit. What's shit uh? What's going on in Portland right now? Are they still protesting? Or I know the uh, the uh, the feds bailed, right? Those uh, yeah. Department so of Homeland the prote- Security. Yeah, not- and the protests are still just protests. They're, they were yeah. got they were getting riled up by feds being here because the feds were riling them up. 
That's why I saw some other uh, news article. It's somebody. It, it's not my comment, but the comment they made, like, "Well, police are expecting a. We're hoping for a peaceful night of protest, but the, some of the protesters are wearing gas masks." And the, somebody's response was like, "Oh, you tear gas people, so now they wear te- gas masks. Who would have thought?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this guy means trouble. Yeah. He's got a gas mask. I've. Um, um, I've early on I was trying to be like, well, you know, there's regular people in the police force doing that. I'm back to like, man, fuck cops. <laughs> like I'm probably back on that one. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Every day is something new. It, uh let me give together. a couple of shout outs. Let's do shout Got a birthday shout out today. I haven't done one of those in a while. Uh didn't leave his last name, but Greg from Ann Arbor. Had a birthday last week, so shout out to Greg from Ann Arbor. Uh, also want to thank the guy. I couldn't find his email and his name, but somebody sent me a nice little cast iron skillet. Ooh, nice. And uh, if you're cool. listening, you know who you are, so thank you so much. Uh, I, I did search. My problem with uh, corresponding with, with fans and listeners is, and I've mentioned this before, but I just, I got too many outlets. You know, I got my Instagram, got the boogie Instagram, Dang. I got my email, got the boogie email. Like, it's hard to keep up, so whenever I try to go back and find some correspondence, I can never, I can never find yeah, it. Yeah, but you should know that, Dave. I, I put the social media responsibilities on you, Dave. So. Yeah, yeah. So, and I don't do a great but job. But I've been, uh, I've been also, awful too, man. I, I yeah. So, no, <laughs> go, you go ahead, and I'll do my thing. Sorry. I uh, I want to give a shout out to our buddy, uh, great comic and friend of the show, uh, Andy Sanford. Uh, right. He had uh, he had stomach surgery this week. Oh, what's he getting? Um, like a tummy tuck. No, I, <laughs> yeah, Andy's getting some elective surgery. Now's uh, the time you can Andy, come. You can come back from pandemic yeah. and be like, "No, I was just working out a lot." That's why I'm like, maybe I'll get maybe I'll get plugs during this whole thing. <laughs> Ever since I've known Andy, uh, I don't think he'd mind me talking about this, but I think he has Crohn's. Yeah, and then uh, some, uh, he's ever since. Yeah, every, yeah, ever since I've known him, he's had trouble with his stomach. And shit, I personally have driven him to the ER uh, more than once while we were on tour together back in the day. But uh, yeah, that poor bastard just always having issues with the stomach. And uh, I think the way he described it is his his intestines or his bowels literally got like twisted, like twisted up inside Ew. his uh, inside his guts there. And they had to do some sort of surgery. So, uh, wow. But dude uh, has lost so much weight unintentionally. Uh, Andy and I used to be about the same size back in our old beards of the comedy days. Uh, he says he's down to 151 pounds. That's and Andy's a Andy's about five eleven and 150. That is that is thin for someone that tall. Yeah, I mean he looked thin when I saw him in New York, like healthy thin. But 150 seems yeah. like if that, that's not from exercise and getting lean, like that's no. not. Yeah, that's from just not being able to eat because the stomach's all messed Shit, up. Man. But, uh, I think. I think he's doing better now. Uh, he had surgery a couple days ago. I've been talking to him uh, via text, and uh, I think he's hanging in there. But, uh, yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to our buddy Andy. Uh, Andy's uh, multiple-time Comic of the Week here. Uh, hopefully our listeners are familiar. Uh, but if you're not, check out his stuff. He's got a great uh, special on Amazon right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's on. Uh, it's, it's the free one, you, don't, you know, included with Prime. Um, uh, uh, Shameful Information is the name of his uh, special on Amazon. So check that out and uh, send a good vibes for buddy Andy Sanford. Probably one of the top five bits ever is the uh, Who's on First bit by Andy. Who's on First, classic, just just absolute classic bit. Such a a good comic. But, yeah, just, uh, yeah, feels like my old time at the the party line wishing people (laughs) (laughs) speedy recoveries from their uh, surgeries. But, uh, 
Yeah, Andy's a, a good pal, and uh, I hate to see uh, friends suffer in the hospital like that. But I, hopefully, he's now, uh, yeah. he's rounded the rounded the corner on that. I hope. Okay, so. Okay, good. I'm glad he's doing better then. Yeah, a couple shout outs there. Um, yeah, man, uh, trampoline in a ditch, still doing well. Oh, how many uh, tramp in a ditch? How many different uh, like uh, animated shorts did you do from that album? I think all of them are out now. I think it was like oh, okay. three bits or so, and the the, the okay. they're, they're out now. So I saw the uh, you know I saw the one I guess that was the first one you put out. Uh, you know no, nobody's named Kyle, no old people named Kyle. Yeah, I was kind of trying to animated take a, to do a take on that meme of like Kyle's being Jagoffs. Mm-hmm. But then I realized I've lived up to that meme so much in my own life. I'm like, you know what? Some things. Some stereotypes exist for a reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's out there. That's still that's still going on. So I, and again, like you said, like I'm garbage on responding to people. So if you've have emailed and said nice things, I have definitely read it, and mm-hmm. uh, and I appreciate it. My why uh, somebody was I read a Jim Carrey quote the other day about isolation and about how it's dangerous because you get isolated and you're like, it drives you nuts because you don't like it or you like it a lot. And then when you try to get back into society, it's exhausting. And I'm like, Ooh, Hmm. I'm a little scared about that. I'm a little scared about being the, the ladder for myself. And so again, the the engaging with people, uh, uh, social, but it's like, I sometimes it's like, oh, I don't want to just write thanks because that seems cheap. And then I'm like, well, I want to write something mm-hmm. nice. But then I'm like, I don't know. And then I just forget. And because at least the way the Instagram messages are, they disappear quickly. And then I Twitter, I'm not, I have a Twitter account that I'm not a participant in anymore. So, mm-hmm. but, and then everybody says nice stuff on the Reddit. I read the Reddit. It's nice. I'm glad that I hope that recipe page is still going on. Yeah, I got to get on there more often. Whether or not uh, we're entertaining, I like that there's a community out there. (laughs) I like that they're just talking Uh, to each other. Speaking of isolation, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, You know, I've kind of one common thing that people talk about is like being cooped up with your with your wife or your girlfriend or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, during this, but I not to sound sappy, but I I I I, I'm very. I'm very happy that I that I have Katie to be cooped up with because I was thinking about um, the folks that have been in quarantine who live alone. Like imagine if you just live by yourself and then now for five months you can't even go see your friends or go to work or do whatever. Like uh, shout out to those people who've just been alone for four or five months I, and hang, hanging in there, man. I probably would have uh, m- pulled my own dick off drunk on rubbing alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what would have happened if I was alone. <laughs> I would have, yeah. I would have smoked so much weed. I'd be the guy that's like naked on his roof with a with a shovel, yeah. fighting <laughs> off the flying monkeys from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> do you uh, do you know anybody? Do do you have any friends, or do we have any uh, mutual friends that are going through this alone? Um, I can't think of any. Well, I I mean, everybody, all my friends have roommates or, or spouses, roommates, or but or they live in a city where it's like, yeah, I'll cruise out and say hi to people. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. My one buddy's getting unhitched right now, ah, and had just uh, recently moved to a new city because his uh, significant other got a job, mm-hmm. and so he's in a new city, 
as of like late last year and is now getting divorced. Mm. So I feel bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. So he's, he's a buddy that I've been checking on. But uh, other, than, well, other than that, I think folks are the people that are isolated during this have, were isolated before this anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're used to it. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, my, my few shut in friends that were already like, wait, what's going on? Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, man. Well, all right, buddy. Uh, anything else to plug? Uh, hey, girl, still every hey, girl, Friday? Still doing Hey, girl on Fridays. Oh, Bronger had his kid. Oh, Bronger had Oh, right. Added, I saw that. Added one to the household. Yeah. Boy or girl? Little girl, healthy. Just, Little you girl. know, got got it all. Just, you know, tw- 12 fingers, 12 toes. Everything's there. So it's good. <laughs> Something extra. We're right on. Um, but, yeah, so, he, yeah, old, old Maddie B had a little baby baby rose. And uh, so that's that. Then we're still doing that on Fridays. That's a little, little check-in cocktail happy hour on Fridays for you. you right on, you'll, You're still doing Stonebergs where you guys just give Stone each other Bergs, gifts yeah. and love on each other. Yep. Every Monday, uh, myself and my fiance Katie Strandberg, the Stonebergs, uh, just real dumb, just a whole bunch of nothing, but we're having fun with it. Yeah, everything's swell until November when we all take up arms and have to uh, storm uh, the government. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Ugh. What? Uh, I think that, I can. I think I can buy long another. guns up here in Oregon. So I, oh, I was really? talking to somebody. I was talking to a, a fellow that I met uh, playing up here y- years back. Who gave me a, he's in the military, gave me a challenge a coin. You know, okay, those yeah. Challenge, I sure do. I felt. We had those uh, in the police, in the police world, we had challenge coins. Well, I felt very, uh, very honored. I'm like, I don't yeah. deserve this. And he gave me that. And, uh, and then had, re- like, I'd gotten a message from him, like, hey, man, I hope to see, whatever. And I was like, hey, I'm actually going to live up in Oregon for a while. He's like, if you want to go shooting, let me know. So I'm going to make a date with him uh, to go shooting. I was asking him what the laws were. He's like, I think you get long guns without a Oregon license. Okay. So I might get, nice. get myself a shotgun or something, go skeet shooting up here. Yeah, that's guns are fun, man. Just old guns Dave Stone wearing his cutoff camo shorts, fucking bandoleros across his chest on a jet ski. Hell yeah, dude. Somehow towing a Traeger grill behind the jet ski that's also on its own float. <laughs> just just, ca- just pulling up lobster pots and throwing them right in there. <laughs> I, think, I think we need a new boogie monster. Sh- I think we need a boogie monster flag, and that's it. <laughs> God damn, that's funny. People are just like, what does this mean? It means everything, all right? You either know or you don't. <laughs> GTFO, buddy. Oh, man. Well, all right, buddy. I, I got to go watch the Braves. Oh, yeah. How are they doing? So, they almost there? They're good. Yeah, they're, they're doing well. It's uh, got a shortened season this year. It's only 60 games, so they're about uh, almost halfway through. So it's, uh, it's a sprint to the finish line. Are they, still throwing, are they still throwing pitches at all the Astros? Uh, yeah. Yeah, all the Astros are getting beaned, so that's good. <laughs> Fuck those guys. That's awesome, man. I, re- <laughs> I really think that's great. <laughs> oh, you cheated? How about you take one to the dome, dickhead? I think that's. Uh, I yeah. think that's because they didn't do anything. They didn't. They proved that they cheated, yeah. and they're just like, "Well, yeah, that sucks." Yeah, and yeah. they left. They yeah. let them keep the yeah. trophy. Yep. Yeah. They're still mm-hmm. on the books as the winners. 
There's a great, I don't know if I told you this, a great thing happened a couple weeks ago. A pitcher for the Dodgers, this guy named Joe Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, he beamed the shit out of a couple of those Astros. <laughs> and uh, and then they started jawing at him, and he gave him like the crybaby face. Oh, like yeah. the wee. And that, that's already been turned into a t-shirt and a meme. It's beautiful. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I'm not times. a sports guy, but fuck cheaters, man. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. Hell yeah. All right, buddy. Go watch uh, you some baseball. Good. Enjoy your enjoy your 43rd uh, turn around this <laughs> sun. Is it around the sun? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, something like that. All right, buddy. We'll, we'll talk to you next week, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Be good. All right. The Boogie Monster. Network.